Yo, what's good, man? What's good, man? Welcome to the After Five Podcast, where we discuss just about anything we want, from rap culture to politics to sports, man. If you rock with the guys over at After Five, I need you to share this episode right now. I know you need heard it, but you need to share it right now with five friends, man. You need to share in your app of choice via message to one of your friends who like it. This is the After Five Podcast. Let's get it. Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. R.P. the flipper. Huh. Metro. Zay. Lone Lil Dolph. Gucci. Dolph. R.I.P. the flipper. A money getting nigga. Had to bless one up for Dolph. Don't think they felt you like I feel them. Say niggas wanna be. Okay, okay, so the prompt, man, the prompt is lyrics you live by or define a part of you at the age 18, the age 25, and of course, present day, which is a little different for everybody on this call. Turns out we are. Uh, Blake, man. 18 years old. What what lyrics defines you, man? 18 is pretty funny because, like, when you're going to school, of course, you know, it's it's normal. If you didn't, it's fine. I get it. But I think it's pretty normal that people start really drinking for the first time. Mm. And I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, alcohol was just alcohol. It didn't really, you know what I'm saying, make too much of a difference for me. And so, I don't know if do y'all remember Blame It by Jamie Foxx. Of course, man. Classic. Bro, Bro, I remember the video was still lit. <laughs> but the video was still lit, and then like all the videos that were coming out around there, Nuvo was everywhere. But everywhere. I didn't know like <laughs> had the streets in a chokehold. But I didn't know Nuvo was like, like a girly, like feminine. Like it was weird <laughs> to just like go and be like, yeah, let me get some Nuvo on ice or some <laughs> shit like that. So I didn't know anything about that. And shout out to my boy John John because they roasted his ass. And that's how I found out, okay, I'm not going to ask for that in front of people. But I was like, I am going to try that shit at some point. That shit looked lit in the video. It was trash, though. But, damn, no. Nah, but that's funny as hell. First of all, blame it, man. Jamie Foxx off the album Intuition. Great album. Let's start there. Great album. Has some hits on there. But when you said that, it reminded me when I was a freshman, the song that was popping was, uh, damn, what you know, the, the Kendrick song. The drinking song. I, for, I forgot the Poetic title justice. of the song. But oh, um, nigga, quit playing with me. <laughs> you said that Kendrick song. <laughs> yeah, the drinking song, bro. The, you know, the pool full of drink. liquor. I'm a drown in it. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about that one. I feel like that oh. was extremely popular when I was a freshman. So, you know, of course, when you get Swimming introduced. Pools. We tripping. Swimming pools. Like, what's up, man? Well, I mean, how did, why did it take us that long? But, uh, yeah, that was definitely one of those. And. I think swimming pools and Wiz Khalifa, man. That's I mean, that's what you on when you 18, man. I mean, I don't know what else. What else are you on? That's a fact. What, what you got, you Nate? On? Man, Friday Night Lights, J. Cole. That was the soundtrack to like freshman year, freshman year of college. Like cause he was rapping like this nigga was rapping from a college nigga standpoint. Right. And nigga, we was just fresh in that shit. It wasn't like 
it felt like we was living in them damn times he was rapping about. Like when I think back to my freshman year of college, like that was a hell of an experience. Mm. It was a wild <laughs> freshman <laughs> years, bruh. bruh. <laughs> you just be looking back like how did I survive? Like how did my parents let me come back? Bro. You know, I told y'all we working on this damn documentary and like just getting to our through our freshman year and the foundation that it gave us to go on to do what it is that we were able to do. Like, I was like, damn, bro, we did a lot of shit. (laughs) Some shit you can talk about on camera. Some some shit you (laughs) got to leave better unsaid. (laughs) So, but y'all want to do the, what was the next round? 25? 25. Dog, I know this one perfectly. So, 25, my um, <laughs> my parents were like, if you save up some money, we'll match whatever you can save towards the down payment on your car. And then from from from, from there, it's on you. Like, that car note, that's on you. But, um, so, I saved more than they thought I could. But I was trying to, I was trying to be smart. I'm, I'm not going to get nothing like, lit and turned up and have all this extra attention. I was like, so let me just get an SUV because I'm a bigger dude and I had a little car before that. I'm like, I'm getting an SUV. Just have some space. It'll be straight. So I'm looking up SUVs and and like the ones in like my budget and everything. And every review, every forum, everything pointed to Toyota RAV4. And I was just like, Nigga, there's no way I'm copying it because Kanye said <laughs> what I rap for to push a fucking rap for. I was, I'm not copying that shit. And I like bought a car that like scores everything compared to it were like, this is obviously the pick you should make. It's this Toyota rap for. And I was just like, I'm not copying that shit. And I remember like regretting it like two years later, like I'm a dumbass. I mean, but I feel you though. I mean, after those after those words are said on a rap song, I mean, how can you push a I rap? I couldn't for do it? it. How can you? How can you? Dumbass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas with rap fours with families, they like shit. Like, I had to. It was man, too good to do to pass up. Pretty nice car, man. <laughs> Fuel efficient. Couldn't even listen to Kanye on this one. Hey. Great safety rating. <laughs> So for me, man, for me, I mean, you know, first of all, this was uh, 2019 um, when I was 25. And I know a big project I was listening to at that time was actually 2 Chains, Rapper Go to the League. Y'all remember that project? Mm-hmm. Great project. Is that man. the one LeBron executive produced? Yes, that is the project. And it was good, man. I don't care what nobody said. Oh, folks said LeBron think he created the deluxe album. <laughs> yeah, now, I mean, LeBron, come on, man. This the nigga <laughs> don't know no lyrics. <laughs> you know, as soon as the song come out, this nigga on video trying to like, rap I can't shit, imagine, like, bro, anytime something like this happened to me, like, I got caught in that moment. Like, uh, maybe I was rapping and somebody recorded and then later we observed that I was getting the lyrics wrong. But to take a selfie and rap into the camera knowing you don't know the words is wild. Like, nobody made you do this. That man LeBron is so silly, man. I mean, ain't nothing, I think ain't nothing funnier than the trend of every time they show him with a book, he on page one. 
Like there is nothing like every picture this nigga got. This nigga is always at the beginning of the book. That shit is so funny, and especially when he get pressed about autobiography of uh Malcolm X and they Bro, just stop about carrying him. books. He just all together stopped carrying books. <laughs> He like, bro, these niggas really pressing me about my reading. Like, my nigga over. on audio books now. <laughs> like, it's fuck fucked it. up, bro. Fuck. They nah, pressed that rapper man to about the, lead, the autobiography bro. of Malcolm. They did, bro. I mean, he couldn't say nothing. I'm gonna play that clip right here. That nigga couldn't say nothing. Uh, Taylor, you want to follow up? Yeah. Um, so you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X along with Alex Haley. I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's your biggest takeaway so far? Um, I kind of just started a couple of days ago, um, but um, I've read and a lot of a lot of notes over the years. Uh, this is my first time actually reading this from start to finish. Um, but just a very um, very smart man, very 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 smart man, and basically. Um, his words in the, in the 60s and, uh, and what was going on is actually what's going on today still. Him understanding the, um, how powerful um, the Negro can be. He used that word a lot. How powerful we are. Um, but we have to unite and uh, we have to be together. We have to stand strong because there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be you know, things that's going to be thrown at us where they try to weaken us. Um, they try to fill up, make us feel like we're not kings and queens. Um, and it's going to come from all, you know, different races and different si shapes and sizes and things of that nature. Um, and uh, just a very powerful-minded uh, gentleman. And, um, and it's, it's unbelievable to, to kind of read something that's coming directly from him. Hate. Um, wish I had an opportunity to meet him. Obviously, we know what, what, what the situation that happened among not only him, but Dr. Martin Luther King, some of the greats that's ever walked this uh, face of the earth, not only just here in America, but in uh, space of the earth. So uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting book so far. I'm not going to hold you. I pulled it up just to make sure I wasn't tripping, but this album sucked. <laughs> you crazy, it bro. Did. It's sounds You crazy, man. <laughs> you crazy. Any anybody anybody who, you know, really listened to this album and, you know, fuck with two chains know that this album did not suck. Statue of Limitations classic. High top high top Versace is just a classic already. Did you say Statue uh, Statue of Limitations is a classic? Yeah. Classic what? No, I didn't say that's not a classic. I mean it's a it's a great song. I didn't, if I okay. said it was classic, I don't I don't mean it was classic, but it for the album, you know, it's one of the better songs on the album. At least one that I like. Yeah, I like the song. I mean, I like the album, man. I like Two Dollar Bill. I like I Said Me. I love I'm Not I'm Crazy. Life is Sam. I mean, you know, song about taxes. Oh, but I'm, you I'm like a, a pretty big Two Chains fan now. Yeah, I, I love Two Chains. Been yeah, rocking with them, you know. So I am a Two Chains fan. And I know we getting off topic, man, but I was actually just thinking about because I was listening to, uh, uh, sorry, Based on a True Story 2 album by two chains but it just made me think about when when titty boy first made that shift into two chains and how this nigga really like kind of took over rap for a couple years or at least it felt like it felt like you know a two chains verse was one of the most valuable things in the game and it's like when you knew you was getting a two chains feature you know it's about to be one of the hottest things in rap 
You know what I mean? I, I, that was like an era for a minute. And I, I don't know, it's not really talked about anymore. I, I guess niggas really don't fuck with two chains like that no more. But, you know, as a fan, you know, just to acknowledge that period of, I don't know, like lyrical dominance, like niggas was expecting the bars from two chains and even listening to some old two chains, you definitely hear the bars. It's like, you know, it's respectable for me, you know, he definitely one of the one of the best in our generation, in my opinion. I know niggas gonna disagree, but definitely top ten of my generation, no doubt. Generations in music are so weird, right? Because it's like you kind of it's hard to define. It's like this defined my life, but then like you take somebody like this is a good example. Two changes, like almost fifty, ain't he? Hell no. I mean, he's older, but okay, he's not he's, almost he's, 50, bro. I guarantee you he's older than whatever you think he is. Give me a guess. Don't look. Okay, so here, here we go. Not going to look. This is my favorite game ever. How old is that celebrity? I'm going with... I'm going to go with 43. I'm going with 43. I'm going to go with 46. Nate, you got Alex one? is closer. Oh, you What is it? Up. 44. Ah. Man, see, I'm, I'm telling y'all, man, I'm, I'm cold with this. But, yeah, this, I mean, you know, when he was popping, like, back in when he first made the switch to 2 chains, I remember he was, like, in his early to mid-30s at that time. Mm. Um, So, probably, like, mid-30s, obviously. But, yeah, I still consider him a part of my generation. I mean, even, even when he was Titty Boy, I mean, we're talking about me being in early high school. So... Yeah, there's that, no way to, to me, like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree about him being our generation. I was just saying it's yeah. crazy the way it, like, lines up because it's always going to be mm-hmm. like that. You're gonna, It's not like you start listening to music when you're 21 or something. Like, right. people you've been listening to for years are going to be what you consider in your generation of music. Mm-hmm. That's my god, though, man. I fuck with 2 chains, Heavy. TV. 2 mm. chains. Nate, what you got? What were you? What songs you think inspired what you were doing at twenty five? You ain't got a lot of kicking, my nigga. You ain't got a lot, <laughs> <laughs> bro. To pimp a motherfucking butterfly, bro. Mm. What is that? Twenty fifteen. Classic, classic. Mm. That was when it dropped. That was all I was listening to, and I mean. I still had that album in my rotation. Uh, but y'all know I'm a huge fan of that album. Mm. But Great it defined album, that man. time for me, bro. I, I just felt like we were really at the like bubbling cusp of the bullshit that was the, the Trump years. And it was like the experience of that as a full-blown adult just like getting your feet under you and then you coming off the Obama years, whatever it is that you think those were like as an adult, you had some type as a black male for me, I had some type of hope that like we could make a, make a step forward. And then to see how things went and then how they've gone since then, I feel like to pimp a butterfly was like most of Kendrick's albums ahead of its time in that it discussed situations, themes and issues that we were facing in a different way. And even when you come to the sampling, right? Like 
you don't really have that level of sampling from that era of music when you're talking funk, mixing it with the lyricism. And then after that, we see it everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think it was a huge monumental album and definitely like an album that defined me at 25. Bro, it's crazy that you say that about um, how close to Pimp and Butterfly was to Trump running. Isn't it crazy how much information we just get nowadays? Because it just seemed like those two moments in time just seemed so far away from each other to me. Like when you just hit that, I was like, damn, that was one year away from each other? And Slick would have been the same year because, you know, the campaigning is mostly that year, not you know, 2016. Right. That's crazy. Yep. To but if Butterfly you remember, I think out, uh, March 15th, 2015. I think All Right, well, you know, it was, it was just such a, a popular song just around, like, you know, a lot of the protests that were going on at the time, which I just know was kind of around the time of, I guess, election. That's true. But yeah, man, classic. Wow. Top five album of all time, Nate? It's in mine. It's in my top five album mm. of all time. Agreed. Agreed. So what's popping now, Blake? I mean, what what what's you know, what what you bumping right now that you feel like is defining you? What am I bumping right now that I feel like this is so random. Or in the past year. I'll say that. This is so random. And I, I don't think it came out within the past year. I can't remember when this came out. But something that I just sit around and like, I wouldn't even say sit around. It's really when I'm like, like just out doing like adult stuff that should be more annoying than it is. Like at this point, I'm just so used to it. I just do it like errands on Saturday mornings when you could just be sleeping and you up at like the grocery store and doing stuff like that. Bro, I always, I always hear Thundercat. Um, what's the name of the song? Funny thing. You know what song it is? No. Yeah, but I, I just that. always hear that in the background when I'm out doing like groceries and stuff, and it's so random. But it just it'd be it be put me in a good mood though. I'll give it that. Um, what's defining me right now? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, what's defining me? Now I don't know what exactly is defining me, but you know I've been bumping that certified lover boy, man. Hey, y'all slept on that. Y'all slept on that. Y'all said it was mid, and y'all said all this and all that. But it's hard. Man. I don't believe it's hard. we said any of those things. No, I think I probably y'all, it was it was, a, it was a lot. It was a lot of that being said. Maybe not y'all, but it was a lot of that. It was a lot of that being said. I said it was in my top. Uh, it was in my top three uh, Drake albums, and niggas thought Damn. I was crazy. Okay, and maybe you was crazy <laughs> at the time you said yeah. it. But now, but honestly, now, Nate, now that it has grown on me, you know, I don't think it's as crazy of a Bro, statement. But I'm the same person. Intro, who Scorpion's top intro three, is so. a top two Drake intro, not two. Keep, mm-hmm. Okay, first off, let's slow down. All right, one. I didn't say it was a mid. What I said about it was. It was just the same old shit that Drake do. Drake just, like, is brilliant. He knows how to do his formula, and he just do it. It's not, like, innovative was was my complaint. And I didn't think it mm-hmm. flowed very well. It was kind of, mm-hmm. like, random 
in uh as far as just how the deliveries work and just a hell of Kanye subs. And I, and that definitely like obviously takes away from the album for me now cuz it's like you was talking big boy shit and then well, I'm not going to get on that no more. But um but I mean it's pretty good. But Drake also just gets like a factor that niggas don't give nobody else. We don't listen to nobody else as much as we'll listen to some Drake like Drake gets more we replay. Fuck with that man. Nah, it's just like it's just Drake. <laughs> we we like, no, boy. Like, it's like I'm gonna play this Blake. shit. It's like I'm gonna play this shit. It's Drake. I don't know why. I I gotta keep listening. Man, no, no. Eventually, that's, it's that's gonna what, grow on me. We do that's that. That's what niggas we do that be thinking. With. No, no. It's literally this nigga is literally when you listen to the shit, you be like, damn, like it's actually something I want to listen to again. And niggas Alex, can't even explain it. Alex, Let what me run this shit back. What new music outside of Drake have you been listening to consistently for the past, you know, six months or so? Outside of Drake? Yeah. Man, what's funny is, you know, I just ran my uh, Apple Music replay because y'all know I use Apple Music. I don't use Spotify. That's not a diss of Spotify. I probably need to use Spotify, but I use Apple yeah. Music. And, you know, it gave me my, my like, top 20, I don't know, top 30 songs. Do I you got yours, Blake? I got my Apple replay. Yeah. All right. Let's just, so for our currents, let's just do uh, let's just do our top five from our uh, Apple replay. <laughs> are we That's doing funny. top five songs or albums? What yeah. are we doing? Songs. Let's do songs. <laughs> y'all want to know my top five songs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Y'all ready for this? Uh, you know, if if you if you know me, if you know me, then you know that there's no other way this couldn't be my top five songs. Number one, AC thinks. <laughs> That's hard. Number two, I swear, AC. Number three, attachment slash hold you, AC. Number four, playing <laughs> tricks, AC. Number five, afraid to ask, AC. That is my top five play songs That's on hard. Apple Music for the year 2021. And if you was wondering about number six, it's the last song off Rap Back, which is Rap Back Intro. Is number six, and if you want about number seven, that's Limitless by Dion featuring AC. That's seven. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my those are actually my top seven play songs. Apple Music. Okay, we I'll can add. do seven. We can roll with seven. <laughs> I mean, I just had to throw those the the rest of the AC songs. Kind of crazy. Shout out to AC. Uh, I got What's Your Name by Tyler the Creator. Good Days by SZA. <laughs> this is kind of ironic. Knife Talk, Drake featuring uh, Twenty One and Project. Why do y'all 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 like that song? Y'all Nigga, like that's my talk. shit. That's my shit. I've been seeing that on lists of like top songs of the year. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know people fuck with that song like that. Bro, that's my third played song of the year. Think about when it came out. Mm. <laughs> I got late. <laughs> I got late with you, number four. <laughs> I don't know how this is this high, but I got Relationship by Young Thug <laughs> featuring Future mm. at number five. Late at Night by Roddy at number six. And Believe It by Party Next Door at, at number seven. Hmm. Okay. Shout out party. We know you a Roddy nigga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> New album just dropped. <laughs> I got you. Um, my top seven, uh, Prepare Yourselves. <laughs> at the number one spot. <laughs> Hood Blues DMX mm. featuring the, all, the whole Griselda. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, number two, Highs and Lows. Shout out to Jordan XX. 
Number three, Wale Fluctuate. Number four, Frank Lucas, Freddie Gibbs, The Alchemist, and Benny the Butcher. Number five, SG Get Money, featuring Yo Gotti. What number was I on? Uh, you just said number five, so you're on number six. Number six, Calligraphy by Saba. And number mm. seven, Gravity by Brent Fayez and Tyler, the creator. Mm. And at the number eight spot, we got afraid to ask AC. Hey, man, shout out <laughs> AC, man. Making the top ten list of multiple people of 2021, man. I let him. He putting in work. Putting in work. Hey, Nate, can I tell you something, man? You know, yeah. you recently told us, or I know we was talking on the podcast recently about uh, the J Electronica Jay-Z project. And I want to say that I was recently traveling and a song from this project came on my shuffle. And it's it's the final song on the project. Uh I know the I know the you know the title of it is APIDTA. I'm I can't remember exactly what that was an acronym for, but bro, this song almost brought me to tears as I was driving, bro. I just thought this was the most I don't know, like this song was just so deep. I mean, obviously it's about death, you know, because I think Jay Electron lost his mother. And this song is talking a little bit about that and you know, Jay-Z is talking about just death that he's experienced. And I don't know, bro. This is just a great song. That's all I want to say. And, and I brought it up because as I'm hearing your top seven, I just know you be, you know, you advocate for a lot of music that we be like, bro, we not listening to this shit. And we did. I, I know that I did listen to this project when it first came out, but I just know when that song came on my shelf recently, I was like, damn, bro, this is like such a great song. Like, it was so good. Bruh, so, that's uh, a that's the yeah. never ending uh, a written testimony is definitely a great project to to go back and listen to, like especially like when I be seeing some shit where niggas be on bullshit or some bullshit is being done to niggas. Sometimes you just got to turn it on, bro. All you mm. scared to death, Negroes, <laughs> just to get just to restore the feeling, nigga. Because sometimes this shit be like, bro. This shit ain't gonna change. Then you throw on some J Electronica. <laughs> I will tell y'all though, do y'all listen to Russ? I don't mm. listen to Russ. I don't like, listen to him. He's not somebody if he comes on a on a playlist or something, I'm gonna be like next. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I I'm will listen him. to him, but I don't go listen to him. But I always hear good things. He just hadn't cracked like my mental space of like people i go to their music for or i go to them for their music so russ does a series he just did the second one but it's called chomp chomp the first chomp got some gems on it like that's really what made me really start fucking with russ i think i talked about it on here before chomp 2 came out i want to say last week and if y'all want to hear some rapidy rap hip-hop shit chomp 2 is there my nigga got Papoose on there. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> Styles P. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> like, like. No, I think I remember Ransom. the first one though, because he had some big features on. on yeah, that Ross one as well. on the first one, right? I think he had everybody yeah. on that whole, didn't he? Yeah. I remember. Sci-hi. I remember. Yeah. 
I remember liking the song with Ross. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you know, Jay Electronica, if you need your fix again, he got a song with him. Mm-hmm. Fire. But this is basically where he, like, gets the people who he feels like are some of the top lyricists in the game. And he get on the track with them. And they do what they do. Like, it's really a restoring the feeling type of album. Like, you can tell it wasn't done to, like, try to get no radio play. Like, they just getting on here mm-hmm. and going. And these niggas is going. They bringing it, dog. Big Crit. Big Crit got a verse on that motherfucker. I'm like, Like you were mm. saying, sometimes you just hear some shit and you just got to run it back. Mm. That Big Crit verse had me running that motherfucker back. Free. It got Snoop Dogg on it, too. Like, mm. niggas, niggas did not come to play on this album. Everybody did. That he had featured. The game stepped out back in his bag. Like. Yeah, check, I check know niggas was still fucking with the game. I thought maybe like niggas wasn't fucking with him no more because I ain't heard him in no music or nothing. But maybe you know, I think he no had music. pretend like retired for a little bit, but you know how mm. niggas be. I mean, you know how the game. Be. I wish the game would just rap though. He always, you know, he liked to do the the games, the like celebrity games, and just be doing too mm-hmm. much sometimes. Love game as a rapper. I think we recently had the 10 year anniversary of Jesus Peace, the game album. I don't know if y'all ever had that in rotation, but you know, it's still on my phone. And, you know, I remember when it came out feeling away because I'm like, man, it's kind of blasphemous. I really don't (laughs) like some of the songs. I'm like, you know, I don't know, but it was hard though. So I kept kept listening to it. God, that was a good album. Definitely bumped that. Any any honorable mentions from you all's list? Honorable mentions. Maybe didn't make your top seven, but, you know, is in your top, I don't know, 20. Uh, uh, I feel 2021? Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to go ahead and get mine since I brought it up. Go for uh, it. Time Flies by Rico Nasty. Damn, this song really gets me up in the morning. Like, it just, it has so much energy. It was actually on an old Madden song. That's the first time I heard it. It was on Madden. But that shit is hard. Time Flies by Rico Nasty. Um, A song that came on in my top 10, man. You know, this probably going to be very apropos for people who listen to this podcast. But Yikes by Nicki Minaj. That's actually number 10 on my top play songs of 2021. Great song, though. (laughs) Great song. Yikes. By Nicki Minaj. The last one that I'm going to speak to actually comes in at number 23. It's a little outside of my top 20, but it comes in at number 23. This is Soldier Boy Tell Him. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. And Morty. <laughs> Why were you playing that? You wild. Rick. Rick. You a wild Rick, boy. Rick. Come on, man. Do not deny like this song ain't bumping, bro. Like, don't even I mean, come to me and tell me if Rick and Morty happy. come on in the club. That you're not reacting to it in a positive way. I, Don't even I'm, tell me you're not doing that. I'm, Rick, I'm Rick, I'm not. Rick, yeah, I'm probably Rick, gonna sit down. Rick, yeah. Rick and Morty, what you got on my see. forty? <laughs> like you know, you know what? That's my cue. Right. <laughs> uh, my honorable mentions. I have two projects that I see sprinkled uh, throughout the top 100. A couple songs from each. First is this Wale album. That hey. I mean, I ain't never seen Bruh. an artist this consistent just like not get no love. Bruh. 
Nigga Shoal ain't got no love. I ain't heard a, a peep about a that. A peep album. about it was crazy, but Valorin 2 album is solid. Of the year. Valorin 2 is hella solid. Like it's a good album. Yeah. Album like, of the year. I think it should I think it sh- I think this is me. I'm sorry to hijack what you, you said. Do you know J. Cole drop? <laughs> I bullshit you not. For me, Wale Valorin 2 is album of the year. Album of what? the year. What? Wow, now I'm, I might have to go listen to that. If niggas saying this I'm album of the year, I might have to actually press play on that. I like I don't know. I mean, it's up there for me. I don't know if it's my album of the year, but it's up there. It's not like when he says that. That's not crazy to me. I don't like. I'm like, what? Mm. It's, it's nothing like that. Like it's a good ass album. I just don't know. Like I don't Fluctuate. know. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just, just, just J Cole dropped the soundtrack to my life right now, nigga. Flux, nigga. More love. Caramel kisses. Caramel that's so fine. And I don't Bruh. even understand how uh Poke It Out didn't go. Cause Bruh. Cole and Wale both were like And they spazzed. These niggas spazzed. Mm. That shit was crazy like to me. But yeah. That uh that that whole concept not getting enough love was crazy. And then um 53 Fridays is a collection by this rapper named Petty. Basically every week mm. this year I heard of Petty. he's dropped a single. And I just, I mean, I thought that was crazy. I, I miss, I've definitely missed some of them, but um, I know my most recently he dropped Distant. I like Distant. He, another producer and a guy he featured on there, they, they're both dope too. So that was hard, but like he really went all year and dropped a single every week. And I just was like, that's crazy. And so I saw stuff from both of those just sprinkled in my top 100. Nate, I know you got something you want to share with us, man. Give it, give us at least two, at least two of your honorable at mentions. At least two. Yeah. Um, Put us on game, Nate B. Your boy Nate I B. I guess we can go. Y'all know, y'all know I fuck with the guy Benny the Butcher. Yeah, boy. Uh, number it's my number twelve spot. I got him with Fly with Me. Um, great, great song. Great, great song. Um, Champagne poetry. Drake. Drizzy. I've been telling niggas since it dropped. uh, (laughs) That is a number one Drake intro. You think so? Number one Drake? Time is going to tell when we look back at the collection. That champagne poetry, that shit hit different, dog. I'm telling you. These are the effortless um, flows of Come on, man. Come on, dog. I'm telling you. Look, I sent, y'all the, I, sent, I sent y'all the playlist. All of Drake's intros, one playlist. Mm. You run the hoe. Champagne poetry is something different, dog. Speaking of, I know <laughs> I, my fault. I know I didn't mean to step on, on your list. Nah, come on, man. It's after five, man. <laughs> hey, I really feel a way. At the Drake and Kanye concert, the Drake didn't perform "Say What's Real" as his segue, like that. Like I was personally offended that he didn't sing "Say What's Real" coming off of "Say You Will," but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. We can go back to the list. I just want that would have been hard though. That would have been hard because yeah. you know that's uh, I don't know if they was really like getting that deep into like putting on literally this perfect show. Like I mean, I they know. put it's, together it's like kinda... three weeks. It was just like, right. I'm gonna run through these. You gonna run through them? 
Right. Like it, w- it wasn't like a, yo, let's give them the ultimate Kanye yeah, yeah, Drake yeah, concert facts. where if that's the case, then it's like, okay, you know, we got to do. Right. Why do I feel so alone? Like everybody passing through the studios and characters are that now to move rope. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I guess my and my I guess my last honorable mention is gonna be the uh, ten seventeen freestyle man Gucci man, featuring Gucci, Pooch Big Thirty, Fugiano, hey, for, free Pooch Hey, unless he did it. Oh, shout out uh-huh. DJ Two Three. He uh oh, I interrupted you too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, bro. My fault. Shout out DJ Two Three. He actually uh, DJed the uh, memorial service for Dolph that was in Memphis. The one that was open to the public. Mm. Oh. That's what's up. Shout out to him, man. Mm. Rest in peace, Dolph, man. This shit crazy. Yeah. Sad, sad situation. Now, I recently tweeted, man. I'm like, bro, it's, it's, you know, being a rapper dangerous as hell, man. That shit dangerous. Like, I just feel like we experiencing more death of rappers just, I don't know, like more than, than any era. Like, bro, didn't a rapper just get stabbed this weekend? Yeah, bro, Drakeo. If that's how you pronounce it, I want to be sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. Stabbed to death. I mean, come on, man. It ain't it ain't the most popping thing if you care about your life to be a rapper because either you in the streets or niggas going to try you like you in the streets. Yeah. Really no in between. Bro, the saddest part is is like when you... We have so many artists nowadays that a lot of times for the majority of us, we're discovering these rappers as they pass. And then, you know, you listen to their music to kind of familiarize yourself like, oh, this is who we're talking about. And then you realize, oh, wow, this is somebody that was really talented and had, you know, the better part of their career still ahead of them. And that's so sad that, like, that's how a lot of us are introduced to these artists. I know being from Tennessee, um, I felt away a few times when I saw people on social media saying, who is Dolph again? And, um, but I had to try and, you know, gain some perspective that, you know, I've definitely done it. Like when you just, the kid that passed this weekend, I'm, I'm not familiar with him at all. So I know I'm sure in his hometown, it's like a big deal. So, um, mm. had to keep that in mind, but, uh, rest in peace to all the rappers that have passed recently. I do hope we can kind of get out of this streak. We've been having, it seems so regular, like you were saying. Just like that so shit free. every month, bro. Like every month, I feel like we lose a rapper. Like whether it be somebody notable or you know it be somebody who maybe not as notable, but still, like you just said, Blake, they got some significance where they from or something like that, and they passing away. You know, most of the time due to violence, bro. It's just, a, it's just, it's crazy, bro. But default took Dolph. That's so fucked up. That is so messed up. Bro. Like that's wild. In Memphis. In Memphis. And he, and he was there for charity, dog. Like to get literally came home just to give back. Like true man of the people. Like what like what could have like what could have been worth taking this man life? Cause clearly this was like, yo, we come here to take his life. We ain't come here to rob him. We come here to kill this dude. Like that's that's clearly what this was. So it's just like, damn. Yeah. You know. But, you know, that's that's between Dolph and God, man, you know, but bless his family. You know. Yes. 
Yeah. This is very dark and not optimistic. But realistically, I don't see it getting any better, though. I'm not going to lie, as far as the violence. Because, mm. I mean, I just think about, I think about how desensitized I am when I see certain mm-hmm. things on social media, whether it be violence or just just general traumatic experiences on social media. And I don't bet an eyelid. And I'm somebody I didn't like I grew up with internet, like with the internet around me, but I didn't grow up with like social media. So imagine if this is all you really know. Like if all you I really mean, have seen was like social media, like it ain't nothing to see somebody die, like like you just you just constantly have all of that access just twenty four seven since the time you were with three, two, when the kids start using tablets. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot. Bruh, I think that's the exact reason why I can't help but to agree with you because we were a wild generation just as the generation before us was wild. The differences here are this younger generation, the the value of life is so low that it's like nothing to take somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Like, think about if you are a young black child to your point, Blake, and all you've ever had is social media in the age of the Black Lives Matter movement. You have people every single day on a regular basis telling you that the Black Lives Matter movement does not matter. And then you see people that look like you get gunned down and killed. And then you see notable people get gunned down and killed and then it becomes a regular occurrence for you you become desensitized to it and then the value of life begins to continue to dwindle because it's like shit think about it was a shooting this past weekend and my father-in-law was telling me about a shooting at a uh, post office where the person Came in, shot the supervisor, slashed the manager, and then killed himself. At the post office? Like, bro, what are people going yes. through? Like, on some... Damn, I just shot these people. Now I gotta, like, oh, this shit real. Like, I really took some people's lives. And then you take yours. And, you know, I know this is dark, but I, I don't... I think as more we hear about these things like we can't even count on two hands how many no disrespect to anybody but when we're talking notable mainstream rappers that we've lost just in let's say the past five years like it's crazy Mm -hmm. sure like consistently I feel like it's like great a, a, a fourth a fourth of artists, you know, yeah. like a like a fourth of artists, like damn, especially like our like we talking about top artistry, you know, like we've lost. It's sad to see, man. It really is. I digress. What did y'all get into this weekend? Not a damn thing. <laughs> no, what did I do this weekend? You know, normally a nigga play golf on the weekend. It's too cold to play golf. So That's now a nigga shit. like me don't know what to do with himself. Um, tried to go see Spider-Man. Shit was fucking packed. 
what you should expect. Like, I knew that, me and my wife. But, you know, we got to the counter. They was like, nigga, I know y'all are not trying to go see this movie. <laughs> Five minutes before this whole start, y'all know damn well we sold out. We like, damn, okay. So we just went back home. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we actually went. We took my nephew. That shit was fire. I ain't going to lie. That shit is fire. Hey, I've heard that... It's one of the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that has come out. I agree. I agree. Definitely top tier. Mm. Like, if if it's not the best, like, I'm fine with somebody saying, like, it's not better than whatever. But it's in the Mm. top tier. It's it's super good. And and I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say it made me realize something that I'm enjoying that I know is going to come to an end in the next, you know, decade or so. Where, I maybe not. Maybe I'm still in that range. But we are at the age right now where all media is for us on some level. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, outside of stuff that's specifically for kids, there's nothing that doesn't hit our demographic at least a little. Like, you have to try and target us because we are the main consumers. And you can feel that in that movie, like, I can feel like recalling things from my childhood all the way up through like where I am now because I'm the target audience. And I'm like, this is, is lit. Like I just remember growing up and like, you know, there'd be jokes or sayings on shows or movies and you kind of like, what did, what are they talking about? And so right. to like be at that age where I get all the jokes, everything makes sense, bro. It was so dope. Like it was, it was hard. No, I- it's funny you say that because I was just feeling that way about the news. I know that's kind of random, but I was just watching the news and I was like, damn, now that I'm older, like, you know, the news is more like it's like actually stuff that I would be interested in. Like right. where it used to just be like, OK, I don't I don't care about. Like, why are they showing this? this? Right. But now I'm just like, OK, like what is going on in Syria? Like what is <laughs> <laughs> like, like what is going on? Or even when you watch the local news, I'm like, OK, what's going on in my city, man? Like right. what the kids doing? You know, what the high school sports doing? Like, you know, I'm really interested in that. <laughs> shit be coming up in small talk. <laughs> you be right. at the office talking about shit. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm I'm informed. See, hey, but I'm a little behind on Spider-Man, man. The last Spider-Man I saw was Spider-Man 3. I haven't seen any any anything post you Tobey bullshit. Maguire. I have not seen. You wait, bullshit. That, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. When you so said Spider-Man Spider-Man. Yeah, I haven't you seen didn't the Amazing whole Spider-Man. Or, like, you missed a it's whole, a whole installment. A whole run. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> I just remember Green Goblin, man. Um, it may be less rewarding if you if you haven't seen all of them. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, it's almost worth. I think it's worth it to watch all of them and then watch it. But if you're not if you're not a fan like that, obviously this yeah, nigga like, not gonna do that's that. My thing. This nigga owned Black Panther for two years and did not watch it. Yeah, okay, two years. So nigga? it'll I be think good. We had four just, now, nigga. I still ain't seen that shit. Oh, you still haven't seen it? I I have probably seen thirty minutes of Black Panther. Maybe it was on TV because I know I didn't like visually seen it. But I you know I haven't watched the movie. I don't really know what it's about or. Anything like that? You didn't, you you wouldn't like oh Chadwick passed. I'm a I'm a finally give in. You was just like nah. I mean I'll I'll watch it eventually, but y'all I'm just not a big <laughs> uh, superhero movie type guy. And Black Panther is just another superhero, so you know I don't care if the nigga black. Shit, nigga, I ain't <laughs> nigga. That's me, superhero nigga. 
I'm oh, talking God. to you niggas. Talking about y'all see yourself and, and Black Panther, man. Y'all ain't Black Panther, man. Bro, Black Panther is fire. You need to relax. You gotta relax. <laughs> you not the Panther, man. No, okay, man. I I'll, I'll watch it though. I watch. But what's sad is like Black Panther is slowly like not going well as far yeah. as like nope. You know, a second one happening is this is seeming less and less likely. Yeah, I mean they say Letitia Wright don't want to get the shot. Say she don't want to get the vaccine <laughs> because she on, her religion. Or yeah, she yeah, says she on the set like you all are sheep. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, oh shit! Where we going with yeah, this? No. <laughs> she one of them. Have- that's what the that's what doing for Kevin Feige. Me, I'm over there like shit. But I didn't tell. Right. Have y'all have y'all experienced that at work though? Have y'all experienced like people being hourly against the vaccine at work? Because I bro, have, bro, and that course. shit just be too out of control, <laughs> Dog, they like. The 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 scary part, or when it gets out of hand, is when they make that connection. Like, oh, you are another one. When they find somebody <laughs> else in the room, dog, shit be going left. I'm like, hey, y'all are tripping. Like, slow down. Like, like, come on, man, bro. Don't even do this. Don't even do this. Like, don't. You know, like I experienced this in like a team huddle. Like, this is my team. And just just to get an audience, like I'm the leader of this team. I'm the leader of this team. So anything that go off the rails, it is now my responsibility to get this shit back on par, keep us HR compliant, and reel us back in before somebody get offended, you know. But you know, I had a nigga on my team, man. You know, he just good guy, good guy. <laughs> but you know, he not fucking with this COVID shit. Not oh, fucking yeah. with it. You know, he's very clear. Like, look, I will not live in fear. I will not live in fear. It's ninety eight percent survival rate. Like this shit is doing doing the most. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing the mass. Like it's over. It's over. Oh, but still shit. don't want to come. But don't want to come back in office though. That's one thing. Don't want to come back in office. Very clear. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I'm like, I can't stand you niggas. <laughs> but yeah, man, just just making the thing and you know the the and he always be saying a little slick shit. Like we was talking about something like when people come back in office, like where they gonna sit. You know, and he just like, look, I know the Lysol cleans 99.9, you know, of all germs. You know, it'd be great if we could put it in our body, wouldn't it? I said, bro, <laughs> stop saying that shit. Like, you know what you're doing, bro. Like, come on, man. And everybody, in the, you know, we all virtual niggas just rolling their eyes. Like, oh, my God, this nigga. I'm like, yeah, let's keep it moving because I can't, I cannot deal. No, nah, it's the anti-vaxxers deal. that like kind of like. Openly clown everybody else for getting vaccinated, and you like, bro, why, what are you doing? Like, hey, dude, that's me. Hey, they shitting on us right now. Dude, said, Blake, you're going to get your booster, huh? <laughs> I'm like, bro, why are you doing this? Like, like, yeah, they on Blake ass. I'm like, bro, you looking? Well, you I'm going to comply bro. by the guidelines of the World Health Organization, huh? Like, what are you Fucking insulting cheap. for? <laughs> they they looking at us like we idiots right now. They look look nigga still got COVID. Y'all done did all this shit, all this y'all this mask. This shit still ramped up, and I ain't wore a mask yet, nigga. And I'm good. <laughs> I'm Dog, I hate it. On, man. I hate all the people who tell me about how like crazy or still telling me really that's the part that's crazy. People still telling me of like yeah we've never done this before, and I'm like bro come on like you gotta see that this shit is still. Bro, we are about to be two years in and still dealing with this. Why are you acting like this is some normal shit, bro? Like, bro. come on now. That's where we They say with. the Omarion variant is the most prominent one now. Bro, that's crazy. That shit running rampant. 
that shit is spreading like wildfire. They say um, the vaccine because so many people still aren't vaccinated. They're saying it's it's what's rough out here about it is people's cases are so mild that they're like, yeah, it's my allergies or something, and passing it along, and then it's you know spreading to people and yeah, it's crazy. Bro, default says seventy five percent of cases, man, that are are in the United States are Omicron, and I just think that is just fucking ridiculous. How is that even possible? You telling me seventy five percent of niggas who got COVID right now is from a variant that popped up fucking a month ago? At yeah, the most, so well, come on, so when you crazy when you break down the actual um, details of what the variant is. When you look at just the different pieces of what they can track as far as how easy it is to pass along. Before this, Delta was the one that they were very afraid of. And it had 10 different variations that they hadn't seen before. Omicron has like 26. Mm. Bro, all this has taught me is that all these zombie apocalypse movies... Hit the nail right on the head. We ain't going to be nothing. We ain't prepared for nothing. Like, <laughs> bro, no. it's going to be over. Anything that can end civilization is going to do it. Like, we don't stand a chance. That's why when people, like, I'm not taking I'm like, what you going to do? Be here with the 5,000 people that ain't taking it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, all the doctors <laughs> taking it. What you going to do? He go, Blake. Blake whole rationale for niggas getting vaccinated is, look. We all gonna jump off the bridge. Dog, you gonna jump off the bridge with us, nigga? Bro, oh, if the biggest hospital corporations, behind. if the biggest hospital corporations in the country are firing the medical staff that doesn't get vaccinated, what you gonna do? What like, if if we all die from the vaccine, you just gonna be here with the fifteen of them that didn't get it? Like, what y'all gonna be doing? <laughs> all y'all, y'all gonna be all be dying from the flu? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here, bro? I mean, Blake, I feel you, and I agree with you. I agree. You, Everybody but, you, know, right. you know how they, crazy. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know how crazy it sounds, though. <laughs> I get why people are like, yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that. I don't want that in my body. I understand. But we don't know nothing. Bro, we legit eat food where they just, like, you look at the back, and it's just 20 other things that you didn't ask for just in that shit. <laughs> we eat that shit every day. You don't know what's in, you don't know what's in a Hot Pocket, nigga. Niggas can't oh. even pronounce the shit that's really Tylenol, acetaminophen. <laughs> Niggas just know they got a headache. Give me some of that Tylenol. Right. Some of that Acetaphane, nigga, whatever that shit called. Nigga, I'm drinking wine. I don't know what's in it. What's in wine, man? Bro, you know how much shit that we use regularly, they say is, is completely top. We ain't supposed to use toothpaste. We ain't supposed to be using mm. uh, deodorant <laughs> with aluminum in it. Like, hey, I need bro, that aluminum. Yeah. Hey, hey, shout out bro, to you niggas that can with go without the aluminum. You be I tried to hell. go without the aluminum. I said, you know what? This particular trend ain't Wait. for me. Hold on, man. Hold on. Like, I need let's the pause. aluminum. Let's pause. What? Aluminum? So, so most of the deodorants, <laughs> you know, like uh, Degree, Axe, uh, Old Spice, all the ones you've heard of, they have aluminum in them. It's like, it's supposed to be toxic. And it's uh, basically, basically our armpits aren't, when you put on those aluminum deodorants, they stop you from sweating. Like they block your sweat glands up. Um, so mm-hmm. you don't, that's why you don't really get musty because you're not really sweating as much as your, from your underarms as you should. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why like occasionally you're, you're like, you, you'll get like clogs 
in your underarms mm-hmm. where they get like irritated. And that's because for like months or years, really, you've been sitting there putting that on. So you're supposed to use deodorant that is aluminum free. It's supposed to be healthier for you. You'll sweat more. It doesn't work as much. That's why me and Nate are agreeing like, can't do that shit. Be musty as hell. <laughs> I've never lived with my guy. Me. Y'all teach me. I've always used, uh, I don't know about always, but for a long time, I've used Dove deodorant. That's what I use, Dove men's deodorant. I have no idea what's in it. I've never even looked at aluminum yeah. or non-aluminum. Yeah. But it me works too. Gray bottle? The gray, yeah, the gray it's, bottle? Yeah, it's a gray. It comes in a gray. Yeah. It's in aluminum. there. That aluminum in there? <laughs> aluminum. Aluminum in there? That's why you be minty fresh. That's why you be minty fresh, goddamn. Hey. <laughs> That's bro, that 48-hour protection. Bro, when you stop using it, there's like a whole process. That's how you know this shit yes. ain't good for you. You got to like mm-hmm. detox for a couple of days and just don't put on deodorant. Well, you know be- what I do? You know the uh, the plain Dove deodorant? Like mm-hmm. the pure white? Because it, it doesn't mm-hmm. have aluminum in it. That's what oh. I use when I got to take my breaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I use the uh, Bevel one. Bevel has one that's aluminum free. Do you, is it the roll-on? Yep, still be, I mean, it's like, I can't do roll-ons. Like, they be the thing. Like, oh, you need just don't spray? Feel. No, I got to do white bar. It's a white bar. Mm. Oh, just like the tra- more traditional deodorant. I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. See, that spray, I, I can't do that spray shit. I feel like, what am hey. I doing here? I feel like it's, I'm seven years old again. Yeah. You get that bar for Christmas. <laughs> And you don't quite know what you're doing, so you I've just never had spray deodorant. That never seemed right to me. Yeah, it just it never was gonna work. But I it, was, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't right. I use my uh, aluminum deodorant when I'm like working from home all day, or I'm be chilling at the crib. And then if I'm gonna step out, I got to put on some some of that unhealthy shit. Yeah, mm. I feel that. I feel that. All right, what what's we, next? We was talking about weekends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Over the week. I don't I don't know if we ever actually got to a weekend. I don't really know where the hell we went. <laughs> where did you do this weekend, Nate? Oh, we was in Memphis for uh like a pre Christmas celebration. Uh it's cute. With my in laws. Uh, but the weekend before that, uh I was in Columbia. Shout out to uh my childhood best friend Domino. I was there Real to day. see uh, he and his <laughs> wife they uh, got married um, in Jamaica and they had a reception uh, in our hometown so I was able to go down for that and I hadn't seen a lot of a lot of people in almost 10 years so it was good to to see them and to celebrate them and you know it was it was good to kind of reflect because I remember like us being kids and seeing their relationship from its inception to see it get to this point and, and to be able to be there to celebrate with them. It was cool, man. Shout out to Domino, uh, day one, day one listener supporter. Uh, so yeah, I was able to go down there, man. Mm. Hey man, congrats. Congrats to Domino and Mary. Slap it up for him. Trying to trying to get the drops involved here. <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like he just made your day, giving you a chance to use it. 
Oh, you hey, know, man. you know, AC been counting down. You know, ever since he hit us on the side and was like, "Hey, we need to get the drops back." I need the. I drop knew when he back. said that. I said, "Oh, he's gonna okay. come with it." <laughs> Gotta get him back. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, when Blake started talking shit about that Two Chains album, you gotta throw in that uh, that Joe Budden clip. That shit is stinking trash. <laughs> <laughs> this that shit is a two piece of ass. ass. <laughs> hey, Sway Lee, hear me and hear me good, nigga. I'm here to double down. That shit is a, a two pack of ass. The fuck are you talking about? That shit stinks. Hell no. <laughs> nigga said that shit stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's classic, man. Now, drink champs been popping, so you know I I do Have feel y'all like. Heard the big shines yet? You know, I seen the clips. I seen the clips from it. I'm not. I'm seen not many clips. To it. I do want to watch it though. I, you know, Sean going, been through a lot. He was going in on yay. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's going in. I think Big Sean is just telling. His version of the truth, mm. but he's not. It's not like he, he's not apologizing for it. He's just like it all boils down to what we all can already see from the outside looking in. That Big Sean has always shown himself to be loyal uh, to good music, especially, but to Kanye. And when Kanye said what he said, it was a moment, of course. But when you kind of sit back and digest it. It's like, damn, bro. Like, think about who, like, Sean carried good music for a long time. At no point did Big Sean carry good music. He did, bro. Outside of Carry? Yeah, I don't know if there was another artist as big as Big Sean. Yeah, Kanye West. I mean, other than Ye, nigga, I already said that. Other than Kanye West, like, who's the next biggest artist on good music? I, I want to give a direct quote from earlier in this episode. There was a, a run in which Two Chains was the most valuable verse in hip hop. Yeah, but he was never signed to Good Music. He was just associated Who? with them. Who? Two Chains. Two Chains was never signed with Good Music. He but he was associated with them. But he was naturally never signed with them. Never was a part of that label. Like if if we're talking like parent label and paperwork and all that, that's fine. But I mean, for us niggas that music, was looking at the TV. Know, Two chains was good music. I like. I mean, now if we can get to the technicalities of it all, if you want to, but two chains was def- We not okay, doing man. it. Two chains was good music. I mean, bro, that man was not good, bro. I mean, he just wasn't. I, I don't, you know, but he was. But he was. He was. But I feel you. Why bro. are we doing? I it? feel you, bro. I feel you that he was associated with them, but you know, he just. I don't think he was ever signed. No, no, no. You don't feel me because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he was good music. <laughs> you don't feel me then. He was not good music. Sean was. Big Sean always been good music, man. And let's not front on Big Sean. Like, that's the thing. Let's not front like this nigga ain't had great music and that he wasn't revered as, like, okay, he at the top with Drake, with Cole. Like, at one point, niggas was talking about Sean like that. Sean is one of the few artists that I've seen in person twice. Like, normally once I see artists, I'm like, all right, that's cool. We we done it now. I've seen Sean mm-hmm. twice. I'm a Sean fan. He was never carrying good music. Come on, man. He was he was definitely always a solid role player. Like all like your your I second think what option. We forget. I mean, I think what you gotta kinda remember, Blake, is you as a Kanye fan are going to be biased. 
And when we look at Kanye albums in hindsight, a lot of them are better remembered than they were actually in, embraced at the time. Stop it. I mean, they are. <laughs> like at the time, you don't you don't remember when Yeezus dropped and there was mixed emotions about how people felt about it, and then years later, it's heralded differently to the point we made about the Kendrick Lamar thing, right? Like. At that time, Kanye was dropping music that was not of that time. Like, there were mixed feelings about some of that shit. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it was. I feel you. I've gotten this on attention. I'm sorry. We can go back to Big Sean, but just know I'm hating in the background. <laughs> no, nah, but he got every right to feel a way about Ye, though. I mean, Ye's comments were just just out of line. I mean, you know, to say it is like the worst decision he made in his career, I mean, come on. But, you know, we know that's just Kanye. We know that it was actually for a political reason, nothing more. It wasn't even music-related, but, you know, it is what it is. But I fuck with Big Sean, man. And I think he did carry good music. I don't care what you say, Blake. That's fair. The whole reason that I think Kanye even does that to Big Sean is the exact same reason I'm like, Kanye don't be reading the Bible. Kanye is a narcissist. Like, Kanye has a God complex. And so, you know, for somebody that he was like, you know, I I put them in this situation, they should be loyal to me. They should be worshiping me. Like, whatever I say, they should just be with it. What, what, do, you, what do you mean they disagree? Like, if you disagree, you better text me that and then keep it to yourself. Like, you're going to be publicly out here disagreeing with what I'm doing. Are you crazy? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's narcissism and and ego and all the things that he's he's actively on a journey to try and, and conquer. So I wish him the best of luck with that. But as of right now, he just I think I think he's just missing that that uh he just hasn't been on that part of his journey yet. Man, shout out Ye, man. Don't let this nigga Blake talk about you, man. Ye's the president of 2024. Let's get it. If you could pick any event, past, present, or future, that you could either be courtside, ringside, in a VIP box, front row and center, what would it be? Let's start in the past. What, what do you wish you could have been there for? Just for clarification, this has to be sports related, or you? I mean, that's I'm just what asking because. But if you okay. trying to if you trying to go in another direction, I mean, the world is our oyster. Like, where are you trying to take this? I think for the past, for me, it would have to be like you know, uh, Lakers finals. I guess preferably 2010. When the Lakers beat the Celtics in the finals. First of all, because I know that Kobe's no longer with us. So for me, it would just be like even more critical to see a damn finals win. But yeah, that would definitely have to be it. Game seven, 2010 NBA finals. Uh, to be in a press box and witness that. To see Kobe win that with his, with his daughters with him. Like that would have been legendary, especially knowing what I know now. Man, Pat, this is tough. I'm not going to lie, this is tough. Also, what's considered present? 
I mean, I guess present would be like within the last five years. Five years, okay. We can do five years. Because I know my present too. Um, Blake, you still working on your past? I'm still working. I'm still working. Give me, give me, give me some moments to think. I got you. If I could do an event in the past, it would be. I think it would have to be courtside at the 81 point game, Kobe Bryant. Because, like, I remember watching that shit and just being like, this nigga is doing video game shit in real time. Like, literally the definition of putting a team on your back and just making it happen. And I remember they them talking about, like, the stats that Wilt put up were just fucking, like, mythical. Same. Like you can see a stat line from this nigga today, and it's like, how do you get double figures in five categories? Like, what what's, the fuck is that even called? What's crazy, Nate, is I was not. I was on the opposite side of you in regards to Wilt, probably as early as or as recent as March of this year. But when that 4K footage of him released, have you seen that? It just randomly yes. surfaced. It's been like in a closet for thirty years or some shit. They found it, and, like, the way he was sprinting and was, like, faster than everybody on the court, he was slick hitting, like, 15-footers and stuff. I was like, oh, wait. He wasn't just – I always thought he was, like, Shaq playing with a bunch of, like, average-sized white guys. I didn't realize, like, it wasn't that crazy. He was really just a freak of nature. So, I, I do want – I would want to see that. I don't know if it's my one, though, but – Why y'all did this so fast? This is hard. Cause I have I have so many uh, Kobe nigga. <laughs> so the first thought that came to me was Kobe's retirement game. That was the first thought that came to me. That was lit. But on the other hand, I also this is gonna sound crazy, but I was like want to be courts out the obviously the opposite side of the court for Malice in the Palace, bro. <laughs> Being in there just seems like this shit would have been crazy. Nigga said, obviously, opposite of the court. Like, obviously, I don't want no fucking yeah, smoke. Yeah, I don't want no I smoke. Want I don't want shit. no smoke. But I would want to see that. They look crazy. Um, oh, my God. Or uh, or ringside for, uh, what's the Floyd fight I like? I think it's Floyd versus Sugar Ray. Where, like, Floyd literally almost gets knocked out. And then just, like, he don't let bro touch him no more. Like, it's just like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, mid-fight, he just basically just started dominating. It was crazy. Uh, maybe that one. That would be up there, too. Hmm. And then what we said, present? Yeah, present day. Y'all have a present one? Last, last five years. Mine going to be extra cliche, but it's just real, man. You know, 2019. Masters, man. Tiger Woods, Sunday red, collar shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Going for it. Niggas said that this nigga wouldn't ever go, ever get even close to this. You know what I'm saying? To see this man 
go four rounds and then the fourth round really just turn up on niggas and, you know, get another major tournament. His 15th major, you know, some shit that we not sure we going to see again. I don't know if y'all niggas saw him and his son this past weekend, but them niggas was balling. This nigga son, the truth. Let's go ahead and start there. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, damn. But, you know, that would have been awesome to uh, be able to witness. And I just wish I had put some money on it, honestly. Because I did save the text that I sent a week before that saying, yo, like Tiger going to win the Masters this year. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got that saved. I just wish I just should have put some money. Nate, you got a present one? Yeah, man, February 5th, 2017, Super Bowl L.I. New England Patriots come back from down Damn. 28. That was Super Bowl L.I.? Man, fuck the yes. I ain't gonna lie, that's a lit-ass Super Bowl for you. That's a hard Super yes. Bowl for you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Bro, I remember that shit. Uh, fuck the Knicks. Me and my roommate was watching it. Uh, he was on my ass, dog. <laughs> on my ass. Falcons was getting in the Patriots' ass. This nigga was like, man, you gonna give up? Niggas was texting me, talking cash shit. You remember the, the build-up was, you know, uh, it was like the culture versus, like, cult- corporate America shit. <laughs> like, it was this big black, white, black versus white thing. And I was like, bruh, this is some bullshit because outside of all of this shit, you never bet against Tom Brady. Can't do it. You never bet against Tom Brady. And at that time, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, like, until the clock was double zeros, if there was a will, there was a way. And it, it, it's always been that way. And I remember as the momentum began to swing, I still never said a word. I just let niggas cook. They was like, you gonna give up? I just told niggas, keep watching. Keep watching. Came back. Got that ring goddamn. I would have loved to have been there. Because it was just such a, like, I knew in the moment, this is going to make for one hell of a 30 for 30. <laughs> like, just because of how everything fucking happened. So, it would have had to be a uh, Super Bowl L.I. I'm not going to imagine lie. live betting that game. <laughs> like, what kind of odds could you have gotten on uh, the past when you down 28 to 3? Stupid. You could have made some good money on that. I'm sh- niggas Stupid. didn't get paid, I'm sure. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember. This may have been 2012, but I think it was 2016. I don't know. I'm showing my age a little bit. But um, Team USA basketball. The Redeem team. They played uh Nigeria. And one of the homies from Nashville played on the national Nigerian team. So that was dope. And I mean they beat the brakes off Nigeria. And <laughs> I had been talking reckless to my friends. Like I should I definitely knew they were gonna lose. But you know, like in the odd chance that you write, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta talk trash. And so of course they smacked him. And it was bittersweet though, because Melo, who was my favorite player, he set the record for, like, uh, Team USA with, like, most either threes or points in a game or something crazy. He fired off. And that, if I was courtside for that, that would have been lit. That's probably my my present. 
Olympic Mellow. Yeah. Olympic Mellow, a different breed. And hey, he's slick. I told y'all before the season started that he was bringing Olympic Mellow to LA. And it's a whole lot of bullshit happening in LA right now. But you know who has consistently played their role? Carmelo fucking Anthony. He can't guard nobody, though. That's the issue. Mm. Hey. Hey, man. It's a, it's a hit or miss lead. No. If you can put that ball in that hole, the Lakers need you out there. Luckily, that's that's really what it is. Luckily, they need scoring. That's really what's keeping him on the floor because they like, look, we ain't getting no buckets from nobody. Hey, at some point, he will shoot look, that motherfucker. Like, like I, I I know that we we didn't we kind of getting off on a tangent, but at some point we're gonna have to have a conversation about Anthony Davis. Like, we're gonna have to have a real conversation about this shit. Man, I just don't think we're healthy, but let's wait a little, bit, let's we wait can, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like he 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 a little hurt, you know. Let's be fair to that young man. Let's be fair to him. Well, I ain't say it had to be today, but just know the conversation needs to come. Okay, uh, you know I agree. I agree. Shout out so Anthony future. Davis, man. Shout out Mellow, Flash of Metal like Mellow. Go ahead. Now, future future sporting event. I guess this can be something that you would like to see if you could put it together, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess like your dream sporting event for the future. Now, I gotta see Serena, man. I gotta, you know, I gotta see Serena playing in, you know, like the U.S. Open or something like that before she retires. I feel like we're getting so close to that, and I feel like I'm gonna lose my shot. I never actually been to like a real major tennis. Uh, tournament or something like that. So I would love to see possibly both of them, like Serena and Venus. Like I would love to see them, or you know, any of the any of the black women, man, Coco, the golf, or seeing uh, Serena play Naomi again would be cool. Yeah, that would just be like the ultimate thing to see that match. Um, but I'll watch Serena play anybody. Honestly, I would love to just see her before she retired. I got a chance to see Tiger before he retire. I really want a chance to see Serena because I'm looking at these people as just the top black athletes of all time. You know, I didn't see Kobe. I didn't see Tiger. I want to see Serena. I don't know if another one that I need to see. I don't know if another one. That's a good answer. Um, yeah, that is. Yeah. Mine isn't, it's probably, it's probably not as, uh, My the person I want to see isn't quite as storied or isn't as storied as Serena at all. But I just feel like I'm just a fan and I feel like he's just gonna be dope to watch over the years. And I wanna see Anthony Edwards courtside in like a rivalry game where he like talking a lot. Cause bruh is hilarious to me. So and obviously he hooping. So I would like to see Anthony Edwards courtside at some point. Hmm. Maybe an Anthony Edwards versus Lamelo, I would like to see that. Mm. Or ooh, what about him and Ja? Ooh, see they too much alike. I feel like they'll be out there playing. I feel like they, I feel like he got like a little beef with Lamelo because he got Rookie of the Year. Mm. I mean, I can see that because this nigga be going. At it. This nigga think he the best at everything. <laughs> uh, for me. Uh, it would have to be what I what I assume to be the finals this year, 
at this point in the season. Small sample size theater, but at this point in the season, uh, I would love to be courtside at a game seven uh, in Brooklyn or in Chase. Steph versus KD, Golden State versus Brooklyn. You know, Kyrie back playing alternate games. You feel me? Uh, he back. won't be able to play at all in that series. <laughs> but I even think about like, that. That is trash. He's yeah. broken play. That's crazy if they do that. But uh, I would love to see that, man. I, I know we've been able to witness, you know, since we've been on this little uh, breaking episode, Steph has become solidified as the greatest shooter of all time. And it wasn't even like I, he's gonna blow this shit so far out the water. I, it may be another seventy five years before it get touched. Um, you think so? Just because the level of efficiency, like a lot of these kids are now shooting more volume, but like you can look at Steph and his brother Seth, like these niggas' efficiency. Like, these niggas is taking shots the normal niggas is not trying to take, and they're making them consistently. Um, so, I think just this has been a coming out party for Steph to remind everybody that he took a backseat. He chose to take a backseat when KD came, and KD was so good. I think niggas forgot that Steph was the first and only unanimous MVP get. Like, that's how different he is. And he got hurt last season. So people, I think, was coming into the season thinking that the, the Warriors was not going to be good, for lack of better words. Did you know they may make the play in, they may get a low seed, um, and they could do some damage depending on how Clay came back. And it seems like Steph has just been on a mission to show you niggas that he is who they say he is. And I mean, so far, he's my MVP. If I'm voting today, Steph Curry is my MVP. And the, the Golden State Warriors are so scary that Clay can continue to take his time to come back. Because <laughs> these niggas just going to keep winning. Like, these niggas is in the top 10 in offense, top 10 in defense. And they consistently have niggas who get hurt, and then it's just next man up. Like, Gary Payton Jr. is out there fucking niggas up. (laughs) Taking niggas' lunch money, dunking on niggas. (laughs) Like, so I I would love to see that, bro, because on that same tilt, it's not been as sexy or as flashy. But KD is in Brooklyn doing fucking work. Like, some nights it's only him in Brooklyn doing fucking work like James Harden has had a pretty tough time like adjusting but now that they got Kyrie even on a part time basis like we can see glimpses of okay this is what this team could be and depending on what happens with I know the the, the mayor of New York has thrown around some ideas about some different mandates that may come out um we may see a situation where Kyrie may, at the very least, be able to play home games at some point. Mm. Um, so, well, how do y'all feel about that? I know, I know, you called it, Alex. You said that, uh, man. Kyrie's I mean, who called that play. shit though? Who called that shit? Uh, I did. <laughs> what did you say? I don't remember. I ain't going. 
No, it's just as soon as as soon as they said that this nigga was gonna be, you know, playing part time games, I'm like, this nigga is immediately about to go into the protocol because you know he got COVID, you know, and that's what happened. But no, I think it's interesting. I mean, to me, it makes sense why they would say that he can play the away games. I mean, just dealing with what you've seen out of the league and you know how many players are entering into protocol and you know are not able to play. Um, but regardless, you know, I think everybody to an extent is going to struggle with this because, you know, we, we've talked about the transmission rates. They're just so high. They're so high. So, you know, I know for him specifically and, you know, when it comes when it comes to unvaccinated players, you know, it just makes it much tougher to get these games into place and, you know. Like they can, they can of course allow Kyrie to come back, but we just know it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to play because if people are in contact with him, like he has to go through more protocols than your typical vaccinated player. So it's like shit got to be extra right for him to play. So it's fine in theory, but it's still going to be hard for me to see the scenario where he actually end up playing an away game for the Brooklyn Nets. But hopefully he get a chance. I didn't realize that's why he entered, entered uh, COVID protocol. I thought it was just like, you know, normal stuff for when I you thought come it was back. A pre-reg. Yeah, I thought that's what a prereq was. No, I think it was a, a a thing of either he tested positive or he's been exposed to somebody who has tested positive. So you got to enter the protocol where you got to get at least, you know, a certain amount of negative tests. But, it, you know, for somebody who's unvaccinated, it's going to be more chances of you having to enter a protocol. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, if y'all know, like the Memphis-Tennessee game got canceled because there were many Memphis players who were unvaccinated. But I think only two tested positive for COVID. But because they had so many unvaccinated players on the team, you know, they have to enter into a, a, a similar protocol. Uh, to be sure that, you know, they test negative enough times prior to playing. And when you got somebody like Kyrie on your team, you're going to have to deal with something similar. Anybody who's unvaccinated. So, I mean, they they coming through with new shit like the NBA Players Association just made an agreement with the league. Like they get the staff short term, shorthanded uh, replacement players. Mm-hmm. So like, think about some of the opportunities to some of these guys in the G League. Maybe some former players. I know niggas like Jamal Crawford just sitting at the house waiting on a call. Like, teams can really bring some niggas in, take advantage of the unfortunate situation, and try to leverage it into some type of long-term solution. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of teams rocking and rolling off of these hot stars, and it's a lot of teams that have just gotten to this low. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, with the trade deadline. Uh, well, with the trade window opening up on the fifteenth, it's still some. It's still a lot of movement to be made, and a lot of shit can still happen. Uh, I, I know Woj was posting some stuff earlier about different signings that different teams are making. I think um, earlier tonight, Tim Bontemps has said something like a hundred players at this point <laughs> have mm-hmm. tested or in health and safety protocol. And, like, when you think about 
the amount of total players in the NBA, like that's not a little. All right. Well, with Kyrie coming back soon, there's only one player left that like everybody's, you know, wondering about their future, and that's Ben Simmons. Where do y'all think he's gonna end up? I don't even know. Have there been recent talks about uh like his trade value or you know, they thinking about trading him? Do we got some candidates? I don't even know. At this point, it's between the Timberwolves, the Sacramento Kings. Um, everybody else can't really put together a package that I think Philly is going to entertain. I know the talks have increased over the last couple of days because his absence from the team continues to be a distraction. Like you got Joel Embiid. You know, out here doing some amazing stuff. I think there are some moves that they still need to make on their roster, but like he's doing his part. Uh, they've just been racked with with COVID issues, and the conversation is never about what's happening on the court. It's about what could be happening on the court if Ben Simmons were here. And I think mm-hmm. at this point, it's just become a dark cloud over that entire franchise. So they gonna have to make a move now. Again, he's already the he's already come out and said that he's not going to be forced into making a move. But I think at some point they're going to have to do something. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves have basically made it very loud and clear that if Ben Simmons is on uh, the wire, that they will try to make something happen for it. I don't know what that looks like because um, they got to make they got to make the money work, and it has to work for them. Um, similarly with Sacramento, like Sacramento is still in this, they have ownership that is still in this. We can figure this shit out. We can get to the playoffs or at least the play in. Um, and you got a lot of unhappy folks in Sacramento. I mean, Buddy Hill, um, uh, what's the, De'Aaron what's the Fox? Uh, young De'Aaron Fox has, as, as of late expressed some frustrations, uh, Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley. Uh, vocally has worn it out um, so I think um, you may also see some some teams like the Indiana Pacers um, I know that certain things have not worked out there again another ownership group that's not trying to tear shit down they're not trying to rebuild they're trying to stay up, stay above water in a very very competitive east so I don't know man I think it's going to really come down to who is who can put together the best package that Philly is willing to accept at this point? Because they're not going to get any better than they are right now. And right now, Philly is... I don't know that Philly gets out of the second round of the playoffs if not the first with the team as they have it currently constructed. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I think... I think- so, firstly, I think uh, – well, let me spurn it. I think Philly is interesting because I think even though they're not great right now, I think they're better than they figured they would be without their, you know, Robin. I I think they – I don't think they expect it to be this good. So, I think that's thrown a wrench in things um, and allowed them to kind of hold out a little bit and try and get a good trade. And I think they're in a really good situation because, like you said, it's a lot of teams with players that like they really have to move at this point. Like in in Cleveland, like you said, you got to do something about Kevin Love. 
you got to do something if we're being real about the kid from Alabama. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Sexton. Sexton. Like, if you rolling the way they have been with Darius Garland and and, and Rubio, you got to trade Sexton. You got to look at moving him. You got to look at moving Kevin Love. Indiana's got to break. Look at breaking it up because everybody's saying like we can't do no, we ain't we ain't getting no better. They're frustrated. You all these small market teams who have pretty good players. You have to make a move now if you have the opportunity to possibly get a cornerstone because you know nobody else is going to come there in free agency, and that's just the reality. Would, would you swap Karis Levert for Colin Sexton? Um. I don't think you get better either way. I don't think. Uh, I guess Cleveland maybe gets better with Karis LeVert because he's a true off guard. But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I was Indiana, I don't want Colin Sexton. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many teams it's crazy. are good, good fit for Colin Sexton. It's, it's crazy how the narrative has changed on Colin Sexton just over the last year. Because, I mean, you know, last year Colin Sexton was balling, you know, staring down. I mean, they the Cavs were not very good. But Colin Sexton was amazing. Colin Sexton And then coming into this year. Yeah. And I think – but I think in a place like Indiana, right, if you put Colin Sexton – don't move Sabonis, right? But you, you, you can. I think you can get more from Cleveland in. Well, I, I don't know how the money shakes out. So you think Colin Sexton is a better point guard than uh, for them than Brogdon? No, I think Brogdon can get. I think Brogdon can get Colin Sexton in positions to be what he truly is. And like you said, he's a hooper. He's a hooping ass nigga. He can put the ball in the hole. He brings a lot of intensity. He brings a lot of energy. And I think at this point, what Indiana needs is to put asses in the seats. Because niggas is not coming to the games. Sabonis is out there busting his ass. Brockman is out there busting their ass. And they they are just a mid-tier team in basketball country. I think if you have a jolt of Hooper come in, they got some other play. You know, Miles Turner don't want to be there, and you can get a lot of value for him. You may have to do a three a three team trade, but you can get a lot of value. I think that a lot of these teams that are at the bottom, they're gonna have to do something. Like I think the Celtics need to do something. Like clearly, this Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown. What's that? Jalen Brown. Clearly, this duo is not working. It has not worked. I think hadn't worked. I think it works sometimes. I just think they need more around them. But let me. I don't want to. I don't want to stay here too long because we've been on uh, basketball for a while. But I will say the place that I want to see Ben Simmons or I just want to see a trade happen is Dame. Portland can't pay Dame. Dame won't like three hundred mil. And, and Dame ain't going to win you no championship. So, eventually, like, as messed up as it sounds, they eventually they got to cut ties. You might as well do it now while you still can get some value. I, I know they probably want to keep him and let him become the, you know, greatest player in franchise history and celebrate him and do the tour and all that. But, dog, trade him while he gets some value and let's, and let's shake up the league. 
That's what I want to see. Something that's going to just completely change the league. Hmm. I mean, where can he reasonably go, though? Dang. Yeah. I think you could do the three only team, reasonable three team trade with Philly and somebody else. Somebody like Cleveland, mm-hmm. who's got like P players of value in Sexton and and uh Kevin Love and maybe one day wings, Cassipi or something. But realistically, does Damian Lillard make Philly any better than Ben Simmons would make Philly? As Philly is currently constructed. Hell yeah. Mm. I don't think so. Man, I think, first off. I mean, you got to look, look. Dame is not having a good year. I don't think he's fully healthy. I think that hip is still bothering him. And his scoring, his scoring is down. Everything is down. He played in the Olympics, so he didn't really have a full offseason. Like... I don't know that you bring him to Philly. I don't know that that he makes them any better than because at the very least, you have to assume that his offense is going to offset the liability he can be on defense in the East. I'm not. I'm. I'm I'm cool with I really have Dame, because for one you gotta think you're probably switching Dame out. You're probably running lineups similar to what you're running now, and you probably give up Seth Curry too. And so now you have Dame running you, up. You you giving up more than Ben Simmons for Dame. That's what I'm saying. You probably giving up. Do- you probably giving up Seth Curry. You probably giving up Seth Curry. You probably giving up somebody else that's, that's not that big of a piece in a draft. In but some look draft at pick. that. You lose. You lose your second. Consistent leading score for in Dame. Seth Curry, and you give Dame the easiest. What version easiest of Dame looks. are you getting? though? I'm giving Damian Lillard the easiest looks of his career. I don't think so, man. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Dame has never had looks in his career like a pick and roll with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is is injury prone though, so we know there's a stretch of time where Joel Embiid's not gonna play. And like gonna... it, current Damian Lillard, I don't know that he can. Like, it's not happening in Portland right now. Like, he's clearly not the same player right now. Yeah, I just think playing. So are you... I just think playing off of CJ McCollum and what he brings to the table is your. Other uh, main scorer versus what Joel Embiid brings, like the spacing, the um, the pressure he's taking off of him, not having to carry the scoring glow. Like it's perfectly okay if Dame is is averaging 17, 18 points as he's getting better, and Joel is in carrying the scaring, uh, scoring lead. Like I think they're fine as a team, like that. But I don't know. We'll see. We talked about things that may never happen. Also, we got Bow Wow says that he should be in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame first ballot. Before we even get into any dialogue, just one word answers. Alex, do you have Bow Wow in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame first ballot? No. Nate? Yes. I'm a yes to Alex, why do you say no? 
Bow Wow? Cause man, this nigga ain't nothing no Hall of Fame, man. I'm finna come off as a huge hater right now, but I'm just, you know, maybe maybe this just a little before my generation. Maybe it's before my generation. Look, I respect Bow Wow, but the nigga ain't got no classic album. So, you know, because of that, I mean, how am I gonna put this nigga in the Hall of Fame? First off, Bow Wow has classic album. Second of all, Bow Wow not being in your generation, but two chains being in your generation is crazy. But that's fine. That's just how that's it is, wild, man. That's a wild. That's just thing. how it is. Nah, okay, Bow Wow is probably in my generation, but I just wasn't listening to that nigga. So, you know, for me, it's just, you know, I mean, you know, Bow Wow's cool. You know, he was cool. He was a novelty, you know, young rapper, um, you know, work with Jermaine Dupree, uh, you know, has some hits that the kids like, has no adult hits. That's not true. Other than, other than maybe with you with Sierra. And uh, the one with T Pain. Nigga, let me hold you. Um, mm. I mean, but okay, let me let me ask Come you on, this. Dog. No, no, because no, because this this was wrong with niggas in modern day. Let me hold you, Amarion. What? Good what song. You, what you, Good it's song. Bow Wow featuring Omarion. That quit, is not Omarion's song. But quit. I ain't saying it was Amarion's oh, song. I said that's it with, with Amarion. I thought you were saying No, that. I wasn't trying to say that. I wasn't trying to say that. I'm just saying that song with Amarion. Good song. But let's be honest, man. Our niggas really like bumping that like, yo, this is a classic. Like, when this shit come on, we knew this was one of the best songs. Like, no, niggas is not playing that song. I have not heard that song you out. You being extremely disrespectful. I have not yeah, even heard that, that song out. You know. So y'all, like, y'all I really play just want to let you know. You let me let me hold you. Was was right was now. like that. Was like that. And when you play it, it's still like talking, a, I'm yeah. talking about modern day. Bro. Yes, yes. Shorty like mine. When the last we, time y'all heard? Well, let me hold you out anywhere. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the last time Nigga, I heard. When most have songs I gone out from 2005? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You ain't heard. You ain't even heard it. You ain't even heard it. I just, I don't know how a song could be a classic when I ain't even heard it since the time it came out. Like, I don't know. Like, niggas again, don't even Alex, play it. Like, it don't get played again, on no like, throwback I'm just station. Gonna let you know. It don't get played. Oh, they do. Nigga, it was a they whole don't. challenge earlier this year of niggas doing Let Me Hold You with Bow Wow doing the hand thing. I'm like, that was the thing. Like, they, do you they still ain't played the song. I got a crazy gym for y'all that isn't like it's not good in hindsight because of like the associated acts, but I mean the numbers are still there. I think Bow Wow's last platinum single was a song that we don't attribute to Bow Wow, but it was his song, and that's I'm a flirt. The original is Bow Wow song featuring R. Kelly. Hey, great song. That's a hit. That, that's that a hit. Is. Yeah, it's a hit. Right song, yeah. I mean, but because of R. Kelly, though, I mean, not because I, I mean, y'all know you. Want. Give me, give me want. one Bow Wow line from that song. Just give me one, just one line that Bow Wow had on that song. Just one. I, I'm not very just good. At, I'm not very good at quoting lines, but but I know you quote that Kells though. Not from 2000. I'm a flirt. The the chorus and title of the song. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a flirt. Yes, yes, nigga, the hook. Yes, I remember the hook. That's it. <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all can't give me no Bow Wow lyrics, man. Come on. Give it to me right now. Bow Weezy, Prince of the Old Town. <laughs> I knew Nate was going to come. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? That's a classic come verse. On, man. That's a classic <laughs> verse. Come on, Oh, I man. think they like me Quit remix? Me. Bruh. Bruh. 
Niggas is niggas. Look, you I'm wasn't outside, Alex. You hadn't jumped off the porch yet, and I understand that. But just know, you bullshitting right now. Be to like, be fair, levels of bullshit. No, 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 no. To be fair, here's what he's doing. I've done it. I've done it. Um, <laughs> we hear Hall of Fame first ballot, and and we've talked a lot about basketball. So I, if you're still here at this point, you're a basketball fan. Um, the rest of y'all cut this shit off. <laughs> but. In basketball, we do it all the time, right? Kobe, of course, first ballot Hall of Fame. But then you have to think people like T Mac are also first ballot Hall of Fame. Like maybe not as 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 uh, decorated, maybe not as celebrated. But if you look back, you like, all right, he got him. Bow Wow got like hey. four platinum albums. Right. Back when going platinum meant something. He back got- when you had to go to the store. And pay your nine ninety nine plus tax. My and bad. Get he got a physical CD. He got three. He had three platinum albums and two gold albums. Back when Man. going gold meant something. Quit playing with me. Okay, Hall of Fame. Okay, look, maybe. look, 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 Alex. First five albums, all top ten on Billboard. First five. Come on, bro. Yo, the man was never. a child, man. I'm sorry, man. This nigga was a child. I don't know, man. I mean, y'all and got selling it. Selling out, a, like I said, tours. I'm a hater. I mean, I'm think about this. You are a child a selling out tours. It wasn't just kids in them stands. This nigga was making music that was on the radio. They was playing Little Bow Wow in the club. But look, but look, Nate. But look, Alex, my fault. You done seen the little girl rhyming in the car and she ain't got her endorsements. And all the little kids rap on Disney Channel. But why we ain't got another Bow Wow? I mean, I don't know, man. Romeo could even do it. Romeo couldn't keep up. You said a word there. Yeah, Master Master P. Son couldn't keep up. Come on, Doc. Mm. Hall of Fame, not first ballot, y'all. Okay, maybe Hall of Fame, but not first ballot. Come on, with Soldier Boy. You got Soldier Boy first ballot. First, no doubt. What are we talking about? Of course, he just whacked Soldier Boy in the verses. Nah, man, I ain't see that versus, so I don't know. What you it think. was it's very crazy. Ignorant. It was very ignorant, but he waxed him. He waxed. Nah, I'm sure if I watched it, I would not agree that he was waxed because ain't no way I know 20 Bow Wow songs. Ain't no fucking way. I mean, like you being I mean, ignorant don't make it don't make it like right. <laughs> I mean, it don't, don't make us agreeable. We talking about this nigga's like you yeah. Me, you <laughs> asked me what I if, thought. I didn't ask you that. I, did, I never asked you. That. <laughs> Niggas asked me what if I thought that uh oh, that Bow Wow was, wow first. was first ballot and that nigga it, to me it's second ballot, third ballot. He ain't first ballot though, man. Come on. First ballot. Nigga Mr. Ain't had Mr. One O Six fifteen years, man. Mr. One O Six, this nigga this nigga carried B E T on his back. What nigga? you mean? He was here. definitely Mr. One O Six. Nigga. Get back here. when one oh six in Park was the only place to be, nigga. The only place, cause it, and then think about this, he got a legendary rap city the basement freestyle, nigga. Stop it. All right. <laughs> wait, what do you mean? Stop it. Do your it. googles. Ain't do no way. Googles. Yeah. Ain't no way you yeah. not hip to Bow Wow. You ain't never heard Bow Wow. I'm not hip. You ain't never heard Bow Wow basement freestyle. I'm not hip to that. I'm not hip to that. You tripping? Nigga. Oh, you tripping? He was in. He was in. He was in there. Top with JD, five. I'm sure. Top five. He might Rhapsody have City the basement freestyle. He might have the best Rhapsody the basement freestyle ever. 
Like it's up there. Now it ain't better I'm than Dipset. It ain't better than Dipset. It's just now like we, it's just like right away. it's just like how we said about Spider Man. If somebody was to say that, it'd be like, "Cool, I ain't tripping." If you say something else, yeah. cool, I'm, I feel that. But it's in that top tier. <laughs> it's in that top tier, yeah. bro. It is. It is. It's definitely top five. Deep it's top five, it. not five. It's top five, top not five. five. I will say that. Rap, Rap City, the basement, city basement freestyle bow wow. I mean, just for that, I, I'm playing the whole freestyle right here, and the people will judge. Because I'm sick of you niggas. Check it out, man. Let's go, let's go. Picture me and Pamela Lee in a drop. Oh, I show her how a real kid rock. Whoa. Me and Khalees on the beach having fun. Whoa. Her cell rung, 911, it's Godson. Whoa. I don't wait, I just wait till they really. Ready told us I got it bad for Tilly. Whoa. Told Jermaine me and Janet had a thing. He couldn't understand, so I had to explain. I said, look, our size is the same, but I'm way cuter. It was easier to scoop her. Now she's gone. Shantae Moore's on the phone. Now Kenny Lattimore cries alone. Brad Pitt started up a fight club again. Cause me and Jennifer Aniston real close friends. Well, J-Lo, I don't know. I don't want to go where everybody been. Affleck. Who's next? Forget your chain, I snapped your chick from your neck. Woo! Eric Benet Burnett and be not. You the X-Man, I'm all that Holly Scott. Oh. Type of man that to me it deserves. So you can keep Grant on the injured reserve. I got dreams of bagging a Hollywood chick. Whoa. I'm just saying, no, I ain't playing. Dreams of bagging a Hollywood chick. Yo, hey yo, let me go get Hold on, hold on, hold on, Bow Wow. You ain't saying Nathan. As I sit back, relax, get my hair corn roll. Okay. Thinking about these little honeys that I wanna know. Oh. Raven Simone, kind of grown, holler back. Whoa. I want to go one-on-one with Kyla Pratt. Whoa. Picture that, what would a mom say? Kiss a and turn it into Beyonce. Because I'm a Mac, no trivia to that. Nivea cleaning my throwbacks at Laundry Max. And I'm a Gia, yeah. Every time I see her, squeeze 3LW up in my two-seater. And Christina Milian is the bomb. And she move her body like a snake, ma. Oh, Jennifer Freeman got kicked from the crib. She was talking about some wife and kids <laughs> Making good, if I could, then I would Whoa. You say I won't, but I really think I should Whoa. Show my rims to the Austin twins Yo, they looked at each other and they both hopped in Cause I'm a pimp Whoa. I feed some lobster shrimp Well, you know, this is the rhyme I don't mean no offense, let's go I know y'all fuck about why I mean, I know that's y'all guy, man That's y'all guy, you know you Same don't hear age. hints of concern in my voice. I feel dude. it, um, bro. It's facts. Like you know, what I'm saying, like ain't nobody worried about yeah, this. I mean, yeah, that's y'all guy. You so are cool. on the wrong side of history. Hey, that's fine. I'm on my side of history. Fuck you, niggas. Hey. I'm on my side. Shout out, Bow Wow, man. Hold your head. That has been another episode of the After Five Podcast with your guys, your boy Nad AC. And your main man, Tayo. Look to catch us next week. But in the meantime, in between time, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, and share everything that we're doing here on the pod. At After 5 Pod on socials. Um, and you know where we at. Wherever you're listening to us at right now, share that. Share that with five people. The After 5 way. We're going to see you next week. Peace. Holla!